Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your host, Jay Andre. Hey, your favorite podcast is back on the air, getting a little show in before the draft comes up in a couple of weeks. You are listening live to Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast here with you live on a Sunday night, April the 16th, 2023. I'm Dre. He's Jay. Uh, We were hoping to connect and see each other live for the one time a year that we do so for the uh, fantasy baseball draft our league has in Chicago every year. Uh, The weather that weekend was not willing to cooperate. Very, very bad weather here, there, everywhere, Midwest, South, you name it. It was just terrible that whole weekend. My flight got canceled, and so I was stuck here. So, Jay, uh, missed uh, missed seeing you, missed seeing everybody in the league. Uh, Hopefully everything uh, went well at the draft, and you got to meet the uh, the newest uh, member of the league. I did. It was uh, it was quite the uh, interesting time with the league. It it, it always is. Uh, I mean, it's the, we don't call it the the greatest day in sports for nothing. But it was it was definitely it, it, oh, it, it was unique. It's the most unique one, and every year I could say that because every year is you know it's its own beast. But you kind of know ex- what you're going to expect going in. So anytime that there's a new team you don't know what to expect. And, you know, this is an auction league. So there's $260 for every team and it's AL only. And I texted you about the end of the third round and said, I think the new guy is going to leave a hundred dollars on the table. <laughs> and he ended up leaving $75 on the table, which uh, I believe is a record. I don't think either one of us have ever seen no. any, anything anything like that. Uh, you know, he made it pretty clear uh, smartly that he was, you know, he was bargain hunting. He knows he's not going to win this year. He's got a plan. But, yeah, I'm just sitting there watching just player after player after player come off the board, and this guy's got all the money, you know. And I'm sitting next to him. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like, I keep, like, you know, when my muscles just took over and became this automatic thing, I just kept doing this, like, you know, raising my hand, like, keep going, you know, go. They're like, you know, these guys, they're letting you in. Take something. And I started, you know, but you can't feel bad for anybody in the room because you've got your own thing to worry about and your own players to get and your own team. And I had a lot of money, so my worry was, I'm, you know, I'm going to be like this guy. I'm going to leave all my money on the table. So I was bidding a lot. I was bidding aggressively. Um, was in on a ton of guys. Of course, you know, some of them you get, some of them you don't. Uh, the ones I didn't get, I, I sure made sure that people paid for them. And I, ha- I had fun. Um, you know, it would have been something for you to experience uh, if you could have been there. It was, it was wild. Is he to our right? Just to our right, yeah. 
So you you wouldn't have uh, if I were there. You, you would have been sitting next to him. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't have been interacting with him. I w- would have been my muscles twitching, wanting to raise my hand yeah. for him. Like, come on, get get in. And there, everybody's man. looking like, what? And, and, you know. And then the final hammer would come down, and everybody'd be like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So well, you know, he, it was it was a strange weekend in general. You know, I was driving down there on Friday, and I get the text from you that your flight was canceled six, seven hours early, which I've never seen before. Yeah, they just to, banged everything, all flights they, to Chicago yeah, just out. You know, and people who aren't familiar with that March 31st, April 1st storm, I mean, that it truly Ooh. did hit. And at, at the same time that it was hitting Memphis, it was hitting Chicago. Just, it was just, just that a swath. Big. Just cut a swath and, through the entire Midwest and South yeah, and Mid South. Tornadoes. That was the one that hit. Uh, was it Little Rock? Hell yeah. Got got hit. There were fifty four tornadoes in Illinois. Um, you know, we were under a tornado watch. I, I my mom drove down with me because she goes down to see family while I'm at the auction, and we're at dinner, and we looked out the window at one point, and you couldn't see across the street from the place. And all you could see, you could actually, and you could see the wind. I know that sounds weird, but with the rain and everything blowing sideways, right? And just the way that the clouds were, you couldn't see anything out the window other than like wind and rain. And it was, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a tornado, obviously, but just seeing what you could see and just having everything like just billowing by and then the rain all mixed in with it. And then the crazy lightning, it was, it was a very wild storm uh, that ended up coming through there, but would have been probably right around about seven o'clock that night. And uh, yeah, that, that was, that was nuts. And then, you know, get up the next morning and then it became more of the routine, you know, meet, meet our buddy for breakfast who's in the league with us and then we go and then, and then it's more normal, you know, and that feels more natural getting in, right. just sitting down and had my sheets and, you know, had all my stuff put together because I have to have more of my own sheet work because without you there, I'm doing all of it. Right. And I had that all laid out, you know, and less is more as I've found out over the years, I don't need anything more than my sheets and then my, my fault. So if I need to look up a guy or if there's something I'm not sure about, I just pull out the phone and I do that and I can type in the name fast enough. And, uh, you know, and if there's a question, I just, you know, I don't need the guy that bad if I, if I, there's that doubt. And, you know, it remains to be seen how we, how we'll fare this year. You know, you never know. We were in last place a week ago. Well, of course it's just started, so. Uh, yeah, now we're in seventh place. So there you go. <laughs> it jumped way up. It was, it was just crazy. I mean, you had uh, pitchers either going out there throwing shutouts or they're getting destroyed right now. Um, the, the stolen bases are through the roof, which we kind of talked about mm-hmm. um, in the preview show that the rules with the with the the cadence of the pitch clock and then the bigger bases that we were going to just kind of see guys start running wild and. Oh boy, boy howdy! They're doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's what they wanted. They engineered yeah. the game to do this. This is exactly what baseball wanted to do. Boy howdy! 
And boy, howdy, are they doing it? And we probably haven't seen the half of it. it like this, this is what they're doing right now when they're still getting adjusted to the new rules. Imagine uh, when they really get adjusted and start sort of imagining new ways and different ways to yeah. uh, run the bases and steal the bases. I saw that a couple of times this weekend where some guys are like jumping out to the biggest lead you could possibly imagine just to force the pitcher to step off and throw over or just step off uh, in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for the purpose of getting them maxed out on the number of step-offs, because you can only have two step-offs per at bat. Uh, So now once you get to that second step-off, there's it, that's it. The pitcher's first move, you're going to start running because the pitcher really can't throw over anymore. Because if he throws over and doesn't pick you off, then it's an automatic balk. Uh, so right. we knew this is what what was going to happen. Uh, guys are going to uh, make the pitchers use up their their step offs and and really get the biggest leads and biggest jumps that they can possibly get, uh, getting to those pizza box bases. And yeah, this is all foreseeable. Uh, the time of the games coming down was foreseeable with the the pitch clock now, with the shot clock. Uh, frustrations over what's a violation and what's not. We we saw that in spring training, and that's continued a little yeah. bit um, as the regular season has gone on. So uh, to me, you know, really, I talk, I said we're going to talk about baseball the first couple of weeks, the new way that they're doing it, and uh, what's our impressions of it. Well, my impression is we really haven't seen anything we didn't think we were going to see. This is pretty much what we thought we were going to get. Yeah, I mean, and some of the blowback now is people are complaining that the games are too short. Oh, someone's complaining that they're too short now. Really, people complaining about these, you know, two-hour games, about the 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 prices of the tickets, and having to, you know, and make the trek in all the way to the stadium, and then you sit there for two hours, and then you're gone. (laughs) I I see that some of the stadiums have extended their beer sales because if they cut you off in the sixth or the seventh inning, well, you might only be, you know, an hour and twenty minutes in. So that it's having an impact on the concessions. So you don't want to start messing with the money, right? You start messing that, with the that's, money. That's what I've heard, yeah. You mess yeah. with the money a little bit too much. Yeah, you might start to see some of this get eat. I had nothing wrong. I, I had I had grown up my whole life with expecting that a nine-inning baseball game, on average, would go two and a half to three hours, right? Yeah, yeah. You just kind of blocked off that three hours for a baseball game. I have no problem with a three-hour baseball game. It's three hour, three hours for a football game. Uh, what are you, two to two and a half hours for an NBA game, right? Yep. I had nothing wrong with it. So they, I, I think that the, you know, shortening the game a little bit was okay, but I think, you know, they're finding out maybe we went a little bit too far when we have these hour and 57-minute games. Uh, they're not going to go back, though. This is what they wanted. They wanted to shorten the game. They were so desperate to get the young fans back. They've uh, they've somehow figured that the young fans are not interested at all in baseball because of the length. I don't know if they went and I surveyed all the young fans. And yeah, I don't know where that came from. I don't know. Uh, this, this is what they've told themselves. This is what the the lords of the game have said: is we are losing popularity because the games are just too damn long, and we're going to have to make a, a find a way to shorten them and, and re-engineer yeah. the whole game. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of young fans that think baseball is boring and, and it's too long. Uh, but as I said before on the pre- previous show, as I said to Lou and Jersey when he called in, and I'll say it one last time, and I'll, hopefully I won't 
mention it again because I don't want to repeat myself, but I also loved the old game uh, that we yeah. grew up watching uh, it, because baseball is not supposed to be like football and like basketball and like all the other sports. Baseball was slower. Baseball was more cerebral. Baseball had more strategy, uh, and I loved it. And I, it also tied into uh, summer. Spring and summer was baseball, and you're supposed to not be as rushed and not be uh, in such a hurry. You're supposed to be, to be able to take it easy and enjoy a baseball game. And, and uh, yeah, it's going to be three hours. It might be four hours if it's Red Sox and Yankees. might be longer than that, but that's okay. Uh, right. It, it's to me, it's the, it's the romance of summer. It's the romance of baseball and summer sort of blending together. All all these years, you know, we're forty seven, and you know, we're not getting any younger. Uh, all these years of baseball and summer and slow and and steady and thinking about what you want to do before you do it, sort of all blending together. And for them to want to have to speed this up and, and make it like, oh, yeah, we got to get the kids. The kids are used to go, go, go. They're used to TikTok. And uh, I've, this has entertained me for five seconds, but now I'm bored. Let me swipe up and get to the next one. I don't like that. I don't want that. That's not for me, but I'm old. And, and I guess that's just the way it is. But uh, I, I miss the uh, the slower version of baseball already because that's what it's supposed to be to me. That's That that version of baseball is how it's supposed to be played, not this sort of almost, you know, Benny Hill sped up Three Stooges slapstick version. Uh, there's been so many games I've watched where you know, the, the score is 5 nothing, and next thing you know, there's the bases loaded and the rally is starting. And it's like, wait a minute, two minutes ago it was 5 nothing and nobody was on, and now all of a sudden, oh, my God, everything is breaking down, and we got to get the bullpen ready, you know, quick, fast, and in a hurry because everything is going so fast. Uh, it's just it's a little too fast for 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 my taste. I understand yeah. the the beer concession thing, and like you said, it's all about the money. Uh, that's the only I never I hadn't seen any uh, complaints on social media about the games being too short, except for the one complaint about the beer sales uh, mm. cutting off too yeah. too too soon. That I'd, I'd seen, but as far as the actual games themselves being too fast, I hadn't seen that complaint yet. I've I've seen a few of the you know the crotchety get off my lawn takes that we're putting out yeah. there um, when it comes to some of the aspects of the game because we're not anti all the rules you know we we we're, you know we're not just one of these like, you know change is bad and you know any I I'm against any change and you know we, well we we look at this fairly clear minded and 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 the way it's going to you know, impact the game. I, I think what it was is it was just a lot of change. All at you once. You know, all at once. It's like, okay, well, how about, okay, let's just have the pitch clock. Do we need the bigger bases and all this other, you know, all this other nonsense? Do we need all of that? And, and the number of throwovers and how about we just have the pitch clock and see what that does to the game, you know? And then we ban the shift and we have the stupid runner on second to to, to start extra inning and all, all – you know, it, it's just, it's not baseball. It, it's, it's, it's some other version of baseball. It, 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 I don't know if you want to, it's like baseball light. Well, I compared the whole uh, banning of the shift thing to now it's a skills competition because you're not playing baseball where you're trying to hit the ball where they ain't. Uh, now you're just trying to hit it into this specific hole because they can't mm-hmm. be there because the law says they can't be right. there. Um, and if you, 
are managed are, are able to manage to hit the ball in that particular hole, whether it's up the middle or in the in the five and a half hole at, at between short and third, whatever. Uh, the fact that they there used to be fielders there or even out on the grass, uh, yeah. and you can't be on the grass and you can't have three infielders on one side where you're more likely to hit the ball. Uh, so that, that, you know now it's not baseball to me. Now it's just a, a competition to see if you can hit it into the specific hole that fielders are right. no longer allowed to really be. And, and yeah, well, that's, uh, I don't like that. You, you talk, it's funny that you talk about the skills competition. It, it's think about what, what's the NBA now. It's a dunk contest and a three point competition. Threes and dunks. That's it. That, <laughs> there that's, is no mid range. It's a, right. It's, it's NBA yeah. all-star weekend all year. And, and that works <laughs> in that type of an individual performance league. Right. I, I don't know how it works with baseball. You know, I, I couldn't no. imagine, you know, saying, well, you, you can't cover that guy. What, what do you mean I can't cover that guy? Well, we banned that. It's against the rules. You, you can't cover him. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, they kind of have a little bit of that where you can't have too many guys in the paint or you can't have somebody camping out, you know, and you get the you know illegal defense or you get, a, a you know, the, the 10 second violation and stuff like that. But I, I guess I get some of that, but I'm guessing that they didn't put all of those things in all of, Hey, we're going to start not. this year with a shot clock, a three point line, illegal defense, <laughs> 10 second violation, five seconds, all these, we're just going to put these all in at once. Right. You have to have some type of an, of an evolution because you need time to test out even the NFL who puts in new rules. will put in a new rule or a point of emphasis, they won't just go, ah, we're changing the whole game this year. Yeah, that would be someone's uh, argument against me, uh, would be pointing out the illegal defense in, in basketball and certain zone defenses that you used to not be able to play. Right. And my answer is, okay, that's that's basketball. This is baseball. That's different. It's, you know, I, I don't have a problem with the, the zone defenses in basketball being illegal. I don't have a problem with uh, defense in the paint. You can't guard the paint, basically, is right. what illegal defense is. You can guard any man well, you actually, want. You just you can't just guard the paint. Now you just get destroyed because you'd have threes raining over your head. You can't guard the paint because there's too right. many guys on the on the, on the the perimeter. Uh, it's just – it's different. It's, it's okay for it to be like that in basketball because that's what they've come up with. I don't need that in baseball. It's here now. There's nothing I can do about it. So I'm just, you know, yelling into the wind. But <laughs> you, you don't have to have that in in baseball for me. For for me to enjoy baseball, I love baseball and I loved it before before all of this. And I've been loving it for for 40 years, just like you. Uh, so that's my thing. Is a, a lot of these rule changes I didn't need. The Ghost Runner came in back in the COVID era, uh, and they claimed that was some sort of uh, engineering that they needed to do because COVID made it where it wasn't as easy to have as many players on your team. And they had to make sure to get people out of there uh, in a, in a, within a certain time because you didn't want to run out of players because you didn't know how many players were on the COVID list. And now that COVID is pretty much gone, the ghost runner is still there. So what the, what the hell are we doing? I mean, so, they could get rid of that any minute. And I, if I could please. pick one of the rules for them to get rid of, that would be the one. I don't need it either. I have no desire to see that. That, uh, as I said, when that, when that came in, that's one step closer to penalty kicks. Why not have a home run derby? Uh, yeah. If we're going to engineer the game like that uh, to, to decide an extra inning. So yeah. Oh uh, boy. So yeah, just to give you an example here in in a in a fantasy context, you know, to put this all in a little bow here, 
Um, you know, we're, what are we, two and a half weeks into the baseball season right now? And mm-hmm. this is, you'll, you'll retch when you hear this. Uh, in, in our fantasy league, my, our team ERA, because we pride ourselves on pitching, right? <laughs> Uh-oh. Our, our team ERA for the first time this year has just snuck under five. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. That, that's not too bad. You know, our team ERA is under five. Just under five. That's the sixth best. <laughs> I mean, normally if your ERA was sniffing five, DFL. Right. No, no. There, there's four teams <laughs> worse than us. Man. So that that's that just tells you something that you know. Uh, yeah. Once you get out of the top three, everybody's ERA as a team is over four. It's, it's been crazy. It's yeah. been a, an, a, an insane start to the season. Uh, I don't know how many any uh, how many actual games you've been watching. I've been watching a lot more than I, I normally watch because I've, I've been gambling not, not well. I, yeah, I've followed a lot of games, but I haven't watched a lot of games. I don't have the app this year. I have the app, but I don't have the package this year. Uh, um, MLB does let you um, stream one game a day for free. Right. So I've caught a little bit of that, you know, here and there, but I haven't watched a lot. But I've I've, I've been, you know, I'll, I'll have the live updates on or the little game day thing where it shows you all the things where the balls and strikes are and stuff because you can do that for free. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that. So I'm following. I'm just not watching a ton yet. Yeah, so what I've been watching is I'm not surprised at all that teams' uh, ERAs in, in fantasy are so high because – Every pitcher, whether he wants to or not now, must be a hurry-up pitcher. Remember, you used to have some pitchers love to work oh, really sure. fast. Some pitchers were in the middle, and some pitchers took you know, forever and really stretched out between each and every pitch uh, how much time they could use to sort of recover. And build. Every pitcher now has to go, go, go. You have no choice whether you want to be a hurry-up or not. Uh, it, was, it was the Astros pitcher, Luis Garcia, that used to yeah. rock the baby between each pitch. Can't do that anymore. Uh, that's another little small rule change in there is you can't have any kind of extra deceptive start to your delivery because they shut the clock off when you start your delivery. Therefore they've said now your delivery has to like actually be the start of your delivery. You can't be pump faking and Oh, I'm about to throw. Nope. Maybe not. Well, maybe I'm going to step it. No, you can't do any of that anymore. Every pitcher has to hurry it up. So even the pitchers, even the real good pitchers, when they get in a rhythm, that's fine, but then say they get into a little trouble, they can't take their time, they can't catch their right. breath, they can't sort of reset themselves. They got to go. Pitch clock is going. Shot clock is, is at five, at four, at three. You got to go. Go, go, go. Now, go, go. Mm. And it's it, it's going to take a lot of adjusting for a lot. Now, the really great pitchers are going to make the adjustment. You know, By the time June, July rolls around, they're going to be adjusted oh, sure. and, and mowing everybody down the way they're supposed to. Uh, Garrett Cole mowed everybody down today uh, through a shutout, for instance. So the really good ones are going to make that adjustment and do what they got to do. But all these other guys that are sort of mid-range pitchers that really need to take their time to sort of build up to max out every single pitch can't do that anymore. They're going to really struggle, man. A lot of these guys that are not very good, they're getting bounced. They're getting lit around, and I don't know how they're going to yeah. how they're going to change that. How they're going to cut that out? Yeah, or if you come in and you're uh... You're just missing, and you got to face three guys no matter what. Mm-hmm. 
So if you don't got it, you don't got it. And you got to not only that, but you got to throw fast. And you got to hurry it up. And you, you'd have no yeah. choice but to sit there and, and take it. You, you know, catcher and pitching coach might come out and tell you to calm it down. Even that is kind of hurried up now. The umpires give you, I think, thirty seconds for that. Um, and even even that little breather is is you know on a pitch clock now. Um, some I forget what pitcher it was for the Rangers Astros game today that that was a zero zero game until uh, the starter got into a little trouble, got taken out. The reliever came in, didn't quite have it, was kind of meandering around, and then finally got a pitch over the plate, which Marcus Simeon just served up for a grand slam. It's like, up oh, there's the end of that. Well, that I'm actually okay with, <laughs> of course, because you own Marcus Simeon. <laughs> Correct. I believe Marcus Simeon now has more home runs. Um, in April than he had last year by Memorial Day. <laughs> Two. We 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 talked about that terrible start he had last year. They, yeah. Thank God he's he off to a better start. Yeah, he had like one home run and 19 ribs, I think, at the All Star break. I'm not the All Star at the at Memorial Day. Yeah. And he's already got two. So. Whew. There you go. Dodging a bullet. <laughs> uh, and my one more baseball observation uh, to tie a bow on that. We're old, I understand, but what in the hell happened to the pitch out? Don't you remember when all these guys were stealing in the 80s and 90s and pitchers had the option to, you know what, we're going to just pitch out right here to try to cut that because I think you're going to steal, so now we're just going to call the pitch out and give up the the free ball uh, in exchange for the catcher having a much better pop time and a much better uh, chance to catch the runner stealing. And a lot of times it didn't work. But sometimes it did. Sometimes the runner was just going on first move, and there's that pitch out, and, oh, shit, well, I'm, I'm out now. Uh, no one pitches out anymore. Why? Why did the pitch out just completely get eliminated? Did, did I miss something? I don't, I don't understand why people don't pitch out anymore. You got me. Cause that, <laughs> I, that was always part of the game. You know, give him, yeah. one, give him one as fast and hard as you can outside, a foot outside. Well, I mean, somebody might call it a strike yet, but <laughs> – you know, Eric, Eric Gregg still did. So no, I don't think yeah. it's going to get called a strike. Yeah. Especially if you know, you're in, you know, boxed into a corner and the guy is he's going to run. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. That's exactly. one, especially that, now. Yeah. Especially since, you know, well, can't throw over anymore. So, you know, the guy's going to take a, out, just, just pitch out. Yeah. You got a ball to spare and say, well, no, what they do now is they just groove fastballs, which is also <laughs> part of the reason. You know, everyone's getting lit so up. So now mm-hmm. the speed on the base pads is forcing these pitchers to throw more fastballs. Yep. And you got all these, you know, every major league hitter can hit a fastball. Well, most of them. Most. The vast most, majority. Most. <laughs> but there are these guys, guys who uh, make it to the majors uh, who all they hit is, uh, you know, off speed stuff. Right. No, I understand, um, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand some of the strategy that goes behind some of these decisions. You know, the guys are, are running more. Uh, you got to do something. You got to, you know, somebody in the Dodgers game today against the Cubs, uh, they they threw, they threw over and, and and actually got the the pickoff. Oh, good and for them. And it's like you should see that a lot more because these guys are taking these ridiculous leads. Everyone's taking a Ricky Henderson lead where they're like running before the pitch is even thrown. It's like you. You, you, y'all got a lot of confidence right now with these new rules running, but some of these smart pitchers got to figure out how to, to curtail that. Uh, 
I think the pitch out might be uh, something that could be useful. If anyone's listening, take my advice. Got to start pitching out more. <laughs> well, you know, and it's a long season, right? Uh, we we haven't even really gotten into, you know, the warmth of, you know, the summer mm-hmm. when the ball really starts flying. Uh, be 20 to 13 games, be football scores. Man. Or one to nothing. Well, only if I bet the over, then it'll be one to nothing. Yeah. Uh, uh, gambling is is frustrating again. Uh, just uh, just a reminder and that that part hasn't changed. Gambling is still very. Uh, <laughs> on, on baseball is still very very frustrating. When was it? When wasn't it? It it, it was always. It was always just crazy. Uh, my my horror stories on betting baseball uh, are legendary. Um, but there, but it's a little different now uh, for for gambling. There's some things uh, available that were not available before when I was uh, in my heyday of of gambling 20 years ago, and it's I guess remains to be seen is it good for the betters or bad uh, because I I still I'm still going up and down and and mostly down, uh, but but it, it does make it more interesting. There's uh, I I used to talk about the spread uh, when I when I talked about baseball betting. That used to only be one spread, and the spread was minus one and a half. So your choices back when I was betting 20 years ago, your only choices for betting a team was the money line or the favorite minus one and a half, which of course means they have to win the game by two runs or more. I never saw any other option ever uh, for betting on baseball as far as the teams go. Now uh, you can click on the game uh, on different sports books and go up and down and, and make your choice. You can have uh one and a half, you can have two and a half, you can have oh. uh, just you can have just one minus one or minus two, which uh means you get a you can get, have a push. You can have a team win by two. If you bet a minus two, that means it's a push. You can get get your money back. I'm a huge fan of, of those, taking that half away because all day I'll take the favorite minus one. Uh, because that makes you a little more money than if you just take the favorite on the money line. But the, uh, the the exchange that you get is that if they win by one, you get a push. You don't win the game like you did if if you bet the money line. But I'm okay with that. I'd rather I that's I guess that's just how I uh, feel about it. I'd rather take that gamble that they only win by one and I get a push than just take the money line. Because how many games? Only you know there's a favorite only win by one. That that's kind of rare, and especially now with the way uh, baseball is now with the with the speed and the running and all that stuff. There's there's very few one run games out there early, uh, early in the season. I don't know if that's going to be an adjustment made later on, uh, but I'm very happy with with that as far as the spreads go. Uh, there's also live in game betting that's worked out that worked out great for me a couple of times, and it worked out really bad for me a couple of other times, but that was not an option either back in the day uh, to look at a team leading by seven and say, Ooh, if I think they're going to keep going, I can take this team right now, minus seven and a half. And because they're going to, I think they're going to get to 13 and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But uh, I I love that live betting option as well, because you can be watching a game and just notice one little thing about, Oh, this, this relief pitcher came in, can't find the plate, doesn't know where he's throwing the ball. I got a feeling. I think he's about to get lit up. Let me go take this team uh, right now before they uh, lower the boom. 
Um, and a couple of times I saw it happening and couldn't get to bed in in time before the boom got lowered and they got lit up. And I'm like, oh, damn, I saw that coming, um, but but didn't get there in time. But, yeah, I, 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 I'm i a fan of the live betting. I'm a fan of the, the different point spreads that you can bet now. So I, I, it, at least it makes for more options for betting baseball because, like I said before, it was just basically either the money line or the favorite minus one and a half, or the or the underdog plus one and a half. If you were uh, crazy enough, I don't think I ever did that. I don't think I ever took a team to go. You know, I like this underdog, but even if they lose, I think I like them to lose by one. That that just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. if you like the underdog, bet the underdog. Oh man, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's I, I I've never really it's, been into the the baseball betting. Uh, I used to yeah, work with a guy who weird. was really big into it and. Uh, yeah, so it, any betting will just drive you crazy. Because if it was easy, we'd all be doing it. If we would all be rich at it, that's that's absolutely yes. right. Yes, like you're when you're texting me about how you know the the White Sox are just gonna crush the, the great Vince Velasquez, and you're parlaying <laughs> them with the Dodgers to win, and then you get the White Sox, and then the Dodgers just get like housed. Yes, the White Sox did crush Vince Velasquez. However, the Dodgers got their ass blown out, and that was the yeah. end of that. They got whooped by, what, like the Rockies or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was bad. Whoever beat them. Whoever beat them had no business beating them, which is why I was betting the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's gambling, folks. Oh, man. Uh, I, well, where do you want to go uh, from here? I, I can talk about WrestleMania, um, or you yeah, talk about the uh, cute factor, that, or well, you know that 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 we can we can we can hold on to that save, one for a little bit. Yeah, I will save that. But WrestleMania, because that ties into a show that we did, you know, with yeah. Jerry, the wrestling expert, and everything that I saw in the you know social media sphere or in news or any of that said that it was a, uh, a successful event that it was, that it was, dare I say, good. I, I don't know if there's ever been a WrestleMania that good, uh, as far as in ring work, uh, like every damn match was, was like, damn and damn. And then, Oh, and then, wow. Uh, they work their ass off every single, like they always work their ass off. The, the talent does. I don't want to act right. like, uh, they don't, but there's a there's such a difference between a company uh, full of talent that is trying to work hard, but it's just go- kind of going through the motions, just trying to do what they can to uh, hold on to their jobs, and what WWE had been, as uh, Jerry and I had discussed uh, on the WrestleMania preview show, what they had been since last summer with the Vince McMahon uh, rape charges and, and hush money charges and him stepping down as, as owner – uh, and Triple H sort of taking over as the head of creative there. There had right. been some some fresh air being breathed into there. There had been uh, more people talking about how happy they were. There obviously was a uptick in in the in the product that was reflected in uh, uh, ticket uh, sales, which we didn't really talk about. But uh, leading up to WrestleMania, WWE had been selling a lot of shows like legit sellouts or, or close to them uh people were actually into the product and you know you, you know it wasn't a, a roman reigns factor because he's been the champ for three years now so it wasn't like they were coming to see him 
it was clearly the product was better. Clearly the people that were wrestling were looking better and showing more talent and making people want to go out to the arena and watch them. And then WrestleMania comes along and yeah, every single match, everyone really was putting their best foot forward and putting on a hell of a match. Um, Got it. Every, thing that could go down the list. Uh, Logan Paul was really good uh, in his match with Seth Rollins, which we, I, I kind of knew he would be because we've seen him wrestle before and he's really good at it. Uh, Rhea Ripley was really good uh, beating Charlotte Flair, big pop for Rhea uh, in her championship victory. Uh, John Cena came in and did the job for Austin uh, Theory as I, as I figured he would. Uh, they did a good job. Uh, Ray Ray got his revenge. Ray Mysterio got his revenge on his son, Dominic, which I was wrong about that. I, I thought Dominic would go over and sort of get, get, get the push from there, but they worked great. They looked good. Um, I, it felt like the bloodline was going to go down because indeed uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn did beat the Usos and win the tag titles uh, on the first night to, to end the first night of, of the show. And it, I talked about how that felt like, back when, in the days of the Four Horsemen when the tag champs would lose the titles and, uh-oh, is this going to be the, the Four Horsemen going down? Is this, you know, when you get to the main event, is, is Ric Flair going to lose a title and, and everything's going to blow up? And it felt like that. It felt like the second night was going to be Roman Reigns losing the title to, to Cody Rhodes and, and the end of the bloodline, and that was a, a surprise. That was definitely a surprise that Cody Rhodes lost that match and did the job uh, for Roman Reigns, not because Cody Rhodes is so – unbelievably great. He's very good, but he's, again, he's, you know, he used to be uh, a job as basically a jobber when, before he left WWE and, you know, the storyline of him coming back and, and the conquering hero and all that, it was going to be understandable that he went over Roman Reigns if they did it. But to me, it was not going to be all that believable. Cause it's like that guy, the guy that was getting beat by everybody on his way out the door, you know, six years ago, and now he's going to come back and beat this, the guy that they've had the champ to put the championship on for three years. They did that yeah, to build the him guy up that to they get worked, beat by Cody. The guys that they worked that hard to get people yeah. to like, uh, and to establish him as someone that you should believe should be on top. Right. Um, build him up so that Cody Rosen come in and be. I I kind of never believed that. I was skeptical the whole while, and sure enough, they had him get beat. Uh. I, I want to get back to WrestleMania, but the Cody Rhodes thing specifically, this is exactly why WWE was having this, this crisis before Vince McMahon stepped down. Um, the, the morale was down. Um, everyone, everyone's like, well, shit, what, you know, what's going on? We don't know uh, if we're ever going to get a chance to, to do what we want to do and show what we got because Vince has his guys that he loves and he's, always going to push them to the moon. Um, but now Vince had stepped down and other people were getting opportunities. So Cody Rhodes comes in. Oh, Cody's back. He's he built the, the other company, AEW. Um, and then he's left there and now he's coming back to WWE. Here's a great chance for somebody to come in and be the next guy, be the new guy on top and, you know, be some fresh meat. It's not the same old guys that Vince will be pushing, not the old 40-year-olds, not the muscle-headed guys that he always pushes. At least Cody is something different. Well, what happened? Cody gets beat at WrestleMania the very next night on Monday Night Raw. Uh, on the day before, you know, the, during the day, Monday, the day after WrestleMania, the news comes out, and you referenced it on Twitter, so you knew all about it, uh, that WWE has officially actually been sold. 
um, it winds up being sold right. to uh, Endeavor, the, the company that owns uh, UFC. Which and is wild. In, and in that new power structure, guess who's back on top uh, in WWE? Guess who's the number one executive once again? Vincent Kennedy McMahon. He's back. And so what happens on Monday Night Raw? Not only does Cody Rhodes get beat the night before by Roman Reigns, but then on Monday Night Raw, he's looking around for a tag team partner to take on Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Brock Lesnar volunteers to be the tag team partner. And the moment the bell rings, Brock Lesnar turns around and destroys Cody Rhodes. <laughs> it's like, oh, everything's back to normal again. <laughs> all, is stars, right the world. all is right with the world. The muscle-headed 40-year-old guys are beating up the new stars and making them look like complete punks and just completely embarrassing him. And, and just, this is exactly why people hated WWE under Vince McMahon. And now it's back to, to what it used to be. Uh, they, it got shit on rightfully. So, cause there's no reason to, to destroy Cody Rose like that. There's no reason to make him look like, okay. He didn't beat Roman Reigns. Fine. You could set up Cody to look strong and, and bounce back for a, a rematch down the road. You can make some more money with that. Uh, you can divert him off to some other feud um, and have him build someone else to be a, a big star. There's a number of other things you could have done, but only Vince McMahon would have chosen to have him go out the very next night after Roman Reigns beat him and get and make, get made to look like a complete moron trusting Brock Lesnar, uh, who just turns around and, and completely destroys him. It's like, oh, boy. Oh. Wow. Well, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Exactly. And – WWE TV has, has not looked very good in these last couple of weeks uh, since WrestleMania. Uh, and it's no surprise uh, because once again, you know, who's back in charge uh, going back to WrestleMania. Uh, the, the one thing I wanted to speaking of uh, McMahon's uh, the, uh, the LOLOL moment of WrestleMania was, I, I know you remember us talking about the Miz was supposed to be the host of WrestleMania, which whatever that right. entailed. No idea. Well, what it entailed was him getting embarrassed both nights. Uh, the first night he came out there with, with Snoop Dogg and Snoop says, oh, blah, 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 blah. And by the way, I got a surprise opponent for you. And uh, Pat McAfee makes his surprise return and goes into the ring and, and actually beats up the Miz, uh, which is okay, whatever. And then the very next night, Miz is right back out there with Snoop Dogg looking like a goofball, and Snoop says, I got another surprise opponent for you. Here comes Shane McMahon running down the aisle. At oh, my 50, God. 53 or whatever he is, uh, getting in there and doing his Shane thing. Um, and the first, like, two moves that Shane did was, you know, those terrible punches that he throws. They look uh, even more fake than everyone else's fake punches. Um, and then uh, whips Miz into the ropes, drops down, comes up, tries to do a leapfrog, boom! Knee just completely blows out. And it's like, <laughs> that is what happens when you get in the ring and you don't have any business getting in the ring. Shane McMahon was never a wrestler. He, fine, he had some, some matches. He had some really decent matches uh, in the day. But first of all, that was 20 years ago. And second of all, he's not actually a wrestler. He's, his name is McMahon, so he thinks he's a wrestler. He thinks he's just as tra uh, trained and athletically talented as, as the other guys. Right. No, no, you're not. Um, yeah, blown oh, quad. Man. So how did they how did they play that off? Did he just crumple and that, get pinned? No, somebody uh, messaged Snoop Dogg while he's standing over there in the corner and said, dude, go rescue this. Go punch Miz. 
Snoop Dogg winds up punching out Miz and does the people's elbow on him, and he pins uh, the Miz after oh, after as they're rolling Shane McMahon out of the ring and <laughs> and getting him uh, up the aisle. And and Shane has not been mentioned since. They they're just completely pretending oh, like man. that didn't happen. Uh, all the recaps of, of WrestleMania when they show still shots the next night on Raw, you you didn't see any still shots of Shane McMahon at all. Oh man, it's all about Snoop Dogg, like he, he like he didn't exist. Um, but that's what you get. That's what you get when you send somebody out there that's not a wrestler to go out there and pretend play pretend wrestler. It, it was bound to happen. So that was just LOL, completely uh, unexpected to see Shane McMahon out there, and then. He, it, it, it's a leapfrog. It's not even like a. He wasn't trying to dive off the top rope. He wasn't trying to do any. He just did a simple leapfrog, and his knee said, "Nope, I'm not. I'm not a part of this WrestleMania anymore. You can keep trying if you want, but I have left the building." So that, that was the LOL moment for WrestleMania. Man, well, it sounds. You know, it's the most positive I've heard you talk about it. Of course, obviously, there's they work their asses off every last wrinkle. match. Yeah, there's the unfortunately the the sad news at the end with the with the ownership kind of reverting back and that the product yeah. since then has been has been somewhat uh suspect or awful uh, or predictable um you know all, all, all of the above. The above. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and you know that's that's you know that's your thing. So you're going to love it no matter what they put out there, but you you want to love it while you're loving it, right? You don't want to hate watch it. Exactly. I don't want to watch and think about three hours of this and oh, this is terrible. But but I've already gone back to old my old ways of watching Raw, which is not watching it live. I'll I'll you know check in every now and then between whatever I'm actually being entertained by, which might be basketball while the playoffs are going on, or might be baseball. Uh, but that's how I used to watch Raw was not live, but just kind of flipping channels and catching a minute here or two minutes there. And the rest of it, I'll read the recap the next morning and, and see if there's anything decent that I might want to go find. But that's not how I had been. That's not how I had been. In, how I had been enjoying Raw and SmackDown uh, for the last six months. I had been watching live because it was compelling, and I didn't want to miss anything. Um, and now Brock Lesnar, yeah, I, I can I can miss that. Uh, yeah, you know, that's always what had been the complaint in all the previous years was about the, 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 the suppressing of the new talent and running around the same old guys over and over and over again with eroding skill sets or limited skill sets or move sets. And yep, here it all comes back. We all know Vince's type by now. Big, yep. muscular, doesn't matter if they can wrestle at all, just makes you look at the screen and go, wow, he's really big and muscular. And that's yeah, you it. Don't want, you, don't want, you don't want your sports league to basically be an old, like, a, like a, an old band, you know, who, had, <laughs> you know who, who was really big 20 years ago, and then they put out a new album. Nobody really knows about it, but then you go to the concert for the new band, and you don't want to hear the new shit. <laughs> you just play want the them hits. to play the hits. Play the hits, right? That's what WWE's been doing for decades. Yeah, it's they're afraid of the new guys coming in and looking and sounding better than the old band, so right, they just don't it, let them. Right, because those old guys, are, that's you know, they don't have anything else to look forward to, <laughs> other than addiction. 
and an early exit. <laughs> so they, they so now they can that. be like. And now they can be like Shane McMahon. They can go for that yeah. one last moment of glory and jump up and yeah. then blow their knee out. They're all going to turn into Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. <laughs> oh. oh. Ram Jam. Ram Jam. Ram Jam. <laughs> uh, I like that movie. That was very good. Of I course I'm going to like would. any... I made a movie reference well, that, that you got. You know, I'm sure you also that, like that uh, Suburban Commando. <laughs> that I have not seen. Um, Come on, wasn't that a Hulk Hogan movie? I have. I don't think I've ever seen a Hulk Hogan movie. What was the one all the way through? What was what was the main one? The one from the eighties? No holds barred. No uh, holds barred. That was yeah. Was that your? I movie? didn't see all of that either. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Not either. well. I didn't have to. They recreated the entire fucking storyline for WWF with the oh, same okay. guy, Zeus. Brought, Zeus. Brought him, he had a different name. Uh, but he wasn't Zeus in the movie, and Hogan mm-hmm. wasn't Hogan in the movie. But it was the exact same storyline that the old guy is on top, and the new black guy is going to come in and smash him and 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 do evil things to him, and he has to to fight him off. It was the exact same ah. storyline. I didn't have to see the movie. Well, they were able. Do you know why they were able to do that exact same storyline in <laughs> WWF? Because the movie bombed. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I had no no need to watch it. I had no reason to watch it. Uh, it was the exact same storyline with different names, okay. and they tried to do it uh, together. They had uh, back when pay per view was was just starting to be a thing for 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 movies. They had yep. a card. They had a wrestling card uh, for Hogan versus Zeus, and they had the movie for No Holds Barred, and they and they put them together. Like that was a, a major promotion. Like they had a night where. And it, was, it wasn't like all weekend. It was just one night. There's one night. You can order the movie, and then we're going to have the match from Detroit or wherever uh, that they had taped two weeks ago. Uh, so no holds barred. The match, the movie. I, I still remember the uh, the promotion. No, I did <laughs> The promo. For, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I guess I should talk a little bit about what you titled the show, which is the, the cute factor. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a sad, sad week here. At the house, uh, my daughter broke her leg on Monday. I was pretty grisly. It didn't. It wasn't compound, right? So it didn't come. It didn't come through the the the, the skin or anything didn't like break that. The skin. But yeah, that's good. It was uh, it was a kickball injury. What a way to go, huh? Playing playing recess, and you know, in kickball, when the you're running the bases, the way you get out is they throw the ball at you. And hit you with the ball. That's how you get out in kickball. So she was on third base, and somebody kicked the ball, and, and she ran home, and they threw the ball, and it must—I think it hit her in the like the back of the leg, and kind of she lost balance, and fell, and heard a pop and a snap, and broken mm-hmm. leg. So that's been pretty much um, everything that we've been doing for the last week now. So uh, we. We're planning on doing this show middle of the week, last week, and that was not going to happen. I, my intention was completely to do this show on Tuesday night or Wednesday night, but no, having, uh, you know, she was in the hospital for, for two nights, had surgery. She's got three screws in her leg now, holding that thing together. She's in a, she's upstairs right now because she can't go up or down the stairs, so it will be yeah. a while before she's on the show because I'm downstairs. Right. She's in a brace right now with her leg locked completely straight for a month. And, uh, yeah, it's been pretty uh, – I feel bad for the girl. She's she's obviously uh, 
most of the time in good spirits, but it, I, 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 you know, you can sense how that she's bored and she misses her friends. You know, she'll be she'll be itchy and tired and whiny, and then one of her friends will show up, and it's just you know complete change. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it just perks right up. Yeah. Uh, you know, almost the uh, like. Wait a minute, I feel better. My <laughs> friends are here. See what I? Uh huh. They got you. Then, Chuck, you know, the, Chuck, you didn't have that uh, queued up and ready. I, I didn't load it up. I had sent it to you, uh, hoping that you would do it. So, oh, that'll be. I, I would have done it if that's if I knew that's why you were. Oh it yeah, it was sort of. That's I sent it to you because that was like my gift. Oh. <laughs> okay. I was like, you know, I found it, but. That that's just a tease for anybody who listens to this show. That the most probably the most referenced uh, audio drop that we've even the, the the holy grail of this show's audio drops has been found. Yeah, and that'll be uh, definitely coming to uh, a podcast near you yeah. <laughs> in the in the near future. But yeah, I sent it to you, and then I because I, I sent it to you on what Wednesday while I was cleaning the house, waiting for my daughter to get home from the hospital, and that was the last I thought of it. Oh, okay. It was like, I found it, I recorded it, I sent it to you, and I didn't even think about it until tonight. And you're done with it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, I found it, here, go, bye. Yeah, I should have said, hey, upload this, but I didn't I didn't say that. I was just, I just knew you'd be excited, judging by your reaction. Like, you were all, like, you were kind of, like, ha- mad and happy. Because I didn't really, I've never tried to do it any other way. Like you did it um, in yeah. a, in an obvious way that you just found another uh, way to to rip audio and just went and found the episode somewhere yes. else. And I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Because I've only all my audio has been the exact same way, which is off of YouTube. If it's not on YouTube, I can't. I haven't. Oh, uh, okay, okay. No, I actually so found the episode. The, the yeah. longest part of finding it was finding the episode. Right. But once but, I but found, you, once I saw the, once I saw the episode description, I was like, well, yep, that that's the one. Because there was an entire storyline that started from that episode. Right. That ended a, uh, a particular season. It was like three episodes long. Yeah. Uh, yes, and then it spilled into the next for another mm-hmm. arc. Of multiple apps. So once I found that, it was easy, and then it was just the jumping through, white, watching commercial, jump through, oh, watch commercial, you know, <laughs> skip, 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 watch commercial, boom, there it is, get it oh, for you. So we found it, but yeah, no, that's what that's what makes my daughter all of a sudden perk up is you know, mm-hmm. friend shows up and she's like totally different. As soon as the friend leaves, she's whining and crying again. Uh, um, it's tough when she's tired. I feel bad for her. She can't really go anywhere, do anything. We're, we're hoping she can get back to school here in the next few days, but it's in a wheelchair. It's with a walker. You know, it's not, not the way that you want to see your uh, 11-year-old daughter moving around. Sure, sure. So it's been it's been a long week. No, no one's no one's particularly slept very well. My wife especially, because um, she's staying with her. Um every night because my daughter wakes up and has to go to the bathroom. She needs help. Sure. Or some, or she, you know, she needs ice. And I've offered multiple times to do the, do that, take that duty. And, uh, no, my, my wife's just like, no, nah, I'm fine. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, just, 
that, that that's the mom the mom instinct, I guess. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, you offered. Yeah, I did. I've offered multiple times. It's like, hey, I, you know, last night I was like, I'll do it. I don't work tomorrow. You know, I was off work today. It meant nothing to me getting one bad night's sleep. Um, yeah. Or, you know, or to, and then I was like, well, I'll do it on Sunday night. And I was like, no, no I got to show. Um, but then I could do it tomorrow night because I'm off on Tuesday again. So it's like one of these nights, I hope she takes it up, takes me, uh, takes me up on it. So. Yeah. Tomorrow's going to be fun because we would you believe we're in the middle of a snowstorm right now? <laughs> of course, you are. Of course, I'm not joking. We are in the middle of a snowstorm. We're supposed to get up to 10 inches of snow. Um, we're, oh. we're hoping we're hoping we only get the bottom of what they're uh forecasting, which is in that four to five range. But no, it's already accumulating out there. And, and I'm not kidding when I say that yesterday it was 80 degrees. <laughs> Wow. So Saturday it was 80. Today snowstorm. I mean, I complained when I woke up <sighs> down here uh, in Memphis because it was chillier this morning than it was yesterday, but oh, it didn't yeah. drop from 80 to snow. Yeah, we had three days, four days of 80s. I mean, it was like I had the AC on in the house for a couple of days. It was getting so warm. Well, especially. Yeah. With you know, cute factor being like, right. I can handle it being warm in the house and just having the windows open in a breeze. But when you're, you know, you can't move, it's right. and, it, and you've got this thing wrapped around your leg. It, it yeah. So we put the AC on for her, but now it's the heat. Now the heat's back on. <laughs> I mean, down here it went from eighty to like fifty this morning, and I was oh. so mad. God, yeah. so chilly. Yeah. I, I I normally in the summertime I sleep with a fan in the window and the last three nights I had my fan in the window not tonight. <laughs> no well, sir. It. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's Wisconsin for a snowstorm, winter Crazy. storm warning. We've been under one since uh, yesterday. No, I knew it was real because your sister put out on Facebook. She was like, "Well, it was nice seeing the ground for a day." It's <laughs> <was> like what? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, my kids actually so sad because last Sunday was the first really nice day. It was Easter, and we had a really nice day on Easter. It was like 70, and we spent a lot of the day outside, and we were cleaning up in the yard. And the kids spent the whole day outside. Next day, gorgeous day, daughter breaks leg. Oh, man. So that means and she's she's out of commission now into July, it sounds like. So. Wow. No softball, no soccer, nothing. By the time Terrible. she's fully recovered, she'll have six weeks, seven weeks of summer, and then school starts again. So <sighs> she, no, she's, I, I, she's got it the best tomorrow morning. She doesn't have to help us shovel. <laughs> I, I saw that the uh, news that uh, when your wife uh, put that on Facebook, and, and our uh, our hearts broke for her, uh, me and my wife. So we. Uh, certainly send our, our best wishes uh, to Cute Factor. Uh, can't even imagine going through that. Um, the most interesting part to me about it was uh, the condition that she has that made this, uh, right. I guess, inevitable. Well, if it happened in, in younger kids, whatever this, 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 I guess it's like a bone disease, but it's it's common enough causes apparently breaks in younger kids 
but then once the bone strengthens up enough, it weakens the ligaments, so it just causes you to blow out your ligaments when you're older. Oh, so it's basically geez. a ticking time bomb. Uh, wow. But, yeah, but what crazy. it did was it, it split the front of her tibia off over a centimeter mm. out of position. So think of a centimeter. That's a long way to get a piece of bone removed from itself. Um, and it ended up, because this piece was somewhat jagged it ended up basically acting like a little saw blade and just cutting up everything in front of it so she had this giant look when they took her in for surgery it looked like she had a a grapefruit in her leg in front of the break and then the doctor said well that's from all the internal bleeding and all the damage that the bone i'm my wife's like i'm so glad you didn't tell me that when we brought her in Mm. because we didn't know it was that bad until mm-hmm. after the surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah. We knew it was bad enough that they wanted to do the surgery right away when they called us on Monday and said, uh, has she eaten anything? And we said, no, she hasn't. Had- yes, yes, wait. Yes, she's eaten something. Oh, oh, well, okay. Well, bring her in anyways. We're going to admit her to the hospital, which was an hour away. And uh, mm-hmm. if she hadn't had anything to eat, they would have done the surgery right away that night. Right. So it was that they, they looked, they said, no, we saw the, I don't know if you saw the pictures of the x-rays. Um, yeah, yeah. It was, they're it pretty, it's pretty grisly. From the front, yeah. it looks like nothing happened. And then from the side, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, whoa, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Something and then, they, of course, there. you get the, uh, you get the after uh, x-ray now where, you know, she's RoboCop. <laughs> where she's just got, you know, screws. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. holding that thing together for life. So she'll have those three screws in her knee for the rest of her life. Man. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's very, very bad break, uh, like I said. And uh, it's uh, it's heartbreaking, but uh, she's got that attitude, like you said, that she's going to. Well, you know, she'll be whining and whining and whining, and you just say something. That, yeah, that little face of hers just lights up, and she gets the big smile. You're like, yeah, she'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's tough. She's uh, you know she's she's y'all's daughter, so she's gonna be tough. Oh yes, uh, well yeah, she's 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 well taken care of. She's, she's, yeah, we, we we do our best to keep her happy. So, so that's good. So. Her brother, on the other hand, <laughs> loves, still likes messing with her. <laughs> of course, he's a brother. Yeah, walks up, pretends like he's gonna hit her leg. <laughs> you know, it's like come on, he's eight. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, brother and sister relationships, from what I know. Yeah, I grew up being with an only sister, child, but yeah. I, you know, my sister's older. His sister's older. We're not that far. We're close to as far apart in age as my sister and I were, you yeah. know. And uh, yeah, yeah, I understand what it's like for him. Yeah, you. Uh, there were some little, times where he's a little brother. Um, uh, well, we're on the phone uh, as children, and you are just whatever you're doing to to your sister. You got her like top of her voice screaming at you while we're on the phone. I was like, what did you do to her, dude? Uh, uh, yeah, I could. Yeah, I could. Yeah. <laughs> Little brothers know how to piss off their big sisters. Uh, so yeah, best best wishes for for cute factor. Uh, long road ahead of her, but uh, but she's she's tough. So she'll 
Uh, she'll fight through it, and then we we all send our yeah. uh, send our love out uh, to her, and then hopefully she's uh, back in uh, in commission uh, later on this summer. I hope so. Hopefully, you know, I'm, now I'm excited just for the fact that one of these times that I can get her on the show will mean that she's progressed to the point that she can go up and down stairs. Um, yeah, exactly. Which is not anytime soon. Right. So yeah, we no, have. I understand that. We have the draft aftermath coming up this week. Uh, the draft is next week, uh, next Wednesday, not, I believe. Right, not this week, but the yeah. the week after. Yep. Now, if you uh, you don't have uh, cable, uh, as we know, uh, so what I if, usually do is I will sign up for something. Okay. Um, for the draft. That's one of the ones I will watch. So I'll I'll re up my 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 Sling TV for a month or do something like that, and then I'll shut it right off again. Right. But for the draft, I will usually do it. I was actually bringing it up just to say that you can get confused as to when the NFL draft is if you have cable because these networks cover it like it's about to happen right now, and they've been covering it like that for the last two and three weeks. Baseball started a couple weeks ago. Yeah. The NBA playoffs started last week, and you can't tell because SportsCenter is being let off every damn day with draft stuff. And we're a football podcast, so I shouldn't complain about it, but God damn, how are you starting a show in the middle of the week with draft information and, and who, what player might be moving up to three or 14 or something uh, insignificant like that? There's actual sports happening right now, but this is the NFL. It's the beast that will never die. It just year round. We talk about it. They will not let you forget that they're an NFL partner and an NFL network. Uh, not the NFL network. That's so, that's totally different. I'm sure they're covering it even worse. But to 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 be a sports network and cover the NFL as hot and heavy the way that that Espen covers it. I guess it's my fault for turning Espen on and still watching Sports Center, but I'm just so stunned that they start. And it's not just the Sports Center; it's of course the the, the embrace debate shows in the morning as well. Yeah. Uh, they'll start they'll start off with draft stuff. Not to mention, uh, Greeny is you know the world's biggest Jets fan, so now he gets to harp on the whole uh, Karen Rogers thing all the time. So that's a, that starts off that show every single morning is what's happening with Rogers, what's happening with Rogers, is that trade gonna happen? So it's, oh, it makes you want to be sick of football, and we're football lovers, and we're a football podcast. But good lord, how how can you have that yeah. much draft? And I don't, the draft isn't anywhere near yet. This makes me happy that I just don't have TV right now, <laughs> but I still have a I still have a phone, and I can tell you it's just as bad on the socials. It's just as bad on oh. Twitter. It's just as bad on YouTube. Any anywhere that you go, it's it's all NFL stuff. Um, what was that uh, the it's all lists and countdowns and mock drafts and it's all so they're all wrong that's the best part about it <laughs> they're all going to be wrong they're all going to be wrong you're going to get past about the first two maybe three picks and then it's all going to be wrong and so and so has traded their fourth pick to so and so and they're going right. to take somebody else because they're not no factoring they're in take. they're not factoring in these trades either and these these teams that are going to drop out of these spots and yeah, they don't or know about some it. team that's going to lose their ass, and, you know, move up. And right. yeah, I I don't need that at all. Um, 
especially the a lot of the embrace debate stuff that we hate so much. Even though I can't say that's what we do because we do agree on things too. We just don't. We're not just we don't make up shit to yell at each other and, and just inflame our arguments to the point where we're right. screaming at each other. Like if we no, scream at each other, it's because we're really screaming at each other. Correct. When we actually disagree, it's because that's you know we're we're and, and because and then we also have a position to support, so it doesn't come off as fake. Well, so I just think so and so is going to be number one, and you're an idiot. No, no yeah. we're not doing that. Right. You know, or so and so is the best, or the goat. Or any, it, it it it's not yeah. But even though even that's spilled over in, into the socials now, it, it's it's bad. It's really bad. Like one morning, it's so and so is going to be the number one quarterback. Uh, going to be, the, and then the next morning, it's a completely different. Hat. Will so and so maybe be the number one? It's like what? What are we doing? What are we talking about? We're just throwing names yeah. up in the air. Well, maybe this guy will be number one. I mean, I, I, when I, I'm seeing people, my favorite is are all these idiots who are putting up the top ten quarterbacks in the NFC. Now, first of all, there's only 16 teams. <laughs> and you're having a top ten list. But my, my, my favorite part of all of these top ten lists of quarterbacks in the NFC, and, and these people were getting rightfully flamed for it, was that none of these lists had Kirk Cousins on it. Not even in the top 10? Not even in the top 10. And you can think about that. The NFC is garbage for quarterbacks. It, 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 they, yeah. Yeah. That, that's how you if, know that these lists are unserious. If you have Danny Dimes in your list and you don't have Kirk Cousins, you're already wrong. Correct. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm glad I haven't come across them. That yeah. was most of the, yes. They, they, it is truly clickbait. At that point. Danny Dimes had one good half a season. Stop. Right. <laughs> Cut it out. So, serious people. Yes. No, that's why I said that these are unserious people who are paid to agitate, basically. And inflame and then Yes, because if you actually have a, a, a thoughtful take the other thing <laughs> that I got from a lot of these top ten NFC quarterback lists is God damn the NFC sucks. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they do. I've, I've already got some surprise playoff teams out of the NFC in my mind that uh, I, I never would have thought I'd go with. But, yeah, there, there's plenty of room for, for moving up. Yes. Yes, there is. And it's it's really it's, – it's it's bad. But that's your parody. That That's what's going to make it – that's what will make it fun when we're in the season. It will make it crazy unpredictable like it always is. But that, this is why – with all this Aaron Rodgers drama about him going to the AFC and why I didn't think he was going to do it last year with going to Denver is why on earth would you go to that conference? Uh, I mean, I get it that the ego's massive and and it's about money or it's about thumbing the nose of the franchise, you know, that made you, but I said it about Russell Wilson go into the, a- and the AFC, like, what the hell are you doing? You guys are a last-place team. Hmm? Huh? Um, <laughs> they were a last-place team with Russell Wilson. I'm not saying the Jets are a last-place team with Aaron Rodgers. They they are a much better team. Don't get me wrong. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, there's no way they're worse. <laughs> um, the word they're uh, wait a minute. Joe Flacco, Mike White, and <laughs> Z- 
Zach Wilson. And, and the, the, mama, uh, the, the got, mama killer. You've got some embrace debate going on if you want to say that Aaron Rodgers is at least to the level of those three guys. Um, did, did, he, did you see him last year? He, he wasn't very good. He's still better than Joe Flacco, <laughs> Mike White, and Zach Wilson put together. Um, I got to no, start not, a whole argument with you about it. No, I'm not going to argue about that. No. You'd lose. All I did was raise an eyebrow. That's, that's all. I did. It's okay, but he's still not going to go there. And, you know, he's still got Josh Allen in that. I mean, it's, it's it's not good if you have to go to from the NFC to the AFC. You if you wanted to be smart in the NFL right now and you were a quarterback, especially if you were an AFC quarterback, go to the NFC. You're going to make the playoffs if you're it, 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 talented at all. Go to the A. Look at what Tom Brady did. Tom Brady knew right. when to get out. Yeah, went down to Tampa, won divisions without uh, without having to have winning seasons. Yeah, yeah. He, he got out at the right time. Went to a very weak conference. Won a Super Bowl with a, you know, you know, basically. Well, maybe the, the Chiefs were so beat up, right? In that yeah. in that Super Bowl, that, that was well, that wasn't even right. But hey, Holmes limping everywhere. Yeah. That's because the Chiefs had to actually play real teams to get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. So, going the opposite I've... way? Mm. <laughs> well, but what's going to happen in a, in a few years? Do you think every single one of those AFC quarterbacks that's coming up for contract is actually going to stay home and get the money uh, with their original teams? Because they all should, but that doesn't mean they're going I'm, to. Like, I'm going to say, yeah, Burrow will. Allen, did Allen get the bag yet? No, Burrow still he will to come. Allen still to come. Uh, Herbert, Herbert in, will. Uh, L.A. i San Diego. Some of one of those is not going to get the bag that they uh, from their original team. I'm not saying they're not going to get the bag at all, but uh, first of all, the Chargers are an, uh, an extraordinarily, legendarily cheap ass franchise. I can absolutely see them fumbling the bag and, and letting uh, Herbert walk. Oh yeah, there's there's there half the NFC would be backing up the Brinks truck for Justin Herbert. The Jaguars are just dumb, so they, there's a yes. chance they might uh, not want to give Trevor Lawrence what what he's going to command. All these quarterbacks are going to command upwards of forty, um, and yeah, somebody's going to balk. Cincinnati will pay. Burrow's not leaving. I can't imagine Burrow leaving Cincinnati. I think he's uh, that's one of the most impactful opening to a career that, that I've seen a quarterback have, basically like since Marino, I think. Uh, so I can't imagine him leaving Cincinnati, and I can't imagine Project leaving Buffalo. But I can kind of see Herbert not getting back to the Chargers, and I can kind of see Lawrence not going back to the Jags. So okay. there's going to be some movement. There's, there's always some surprises every now and then with these uh, quarterbacks that come up for, for their new deals. Uh, and the original franchise says, well, now that I think uh, – now there might be franchise uh, situations like what's happening with the Ravens and, and Lamar. The, yeah, the Ravens about, haven't, you just took what I was going to say, which is and, yeah. and we've got Lamar. Ravens haven't thrown Lamar away yet. They just franchise tagged him, and they're basically daring him to play on, on that tag, which he yeah. might have to do. I don't know if he has any uh, any other recourse. Uh but, yeah, it, it's not a complete slam dunk that the ASC is going to stay like this for the next 15, 20 years because someone's going to make a, a mistake somewhere and let one of those young guys go. Now, you and I are are firmly on the record this past couple seasons saying that, you know, the, the, we're not 
I don't I want to speak for you, but we kind of understand what the Ravens are doing, right? Yes. Um, like there's a lot of negativity am, out there towards the Ravens and the way they're handling this. And I completely dismiss anybody who goes the racism part. This is not racism. <laughs> this is investment. <laughs> this is you're going to throw 300 to $500 million at a guy who won. We don't know how healthy he is plays an extremely unhealthy style of football. And three, uh, isn't really your, a leader. You know, when you start, when you're getting into Twitter beefs with, with randos, <laughs> I don't know if that's the guy who you want to be the face of your franchise. And, and we've pointed this out, you know, about the, 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 the how boring the Ravens offense can be, how, how it doesn't seem to matter how many, like deep threats, you go and get Lamar. He, he's just he's always going to just dump it off to Mark Andrews or run with the ball. This is still the same guy, right? It's the same guy. The, the slight pushback that I have with you is, is not that I don't think Lamar can com, uh, perform with much better receivers, that he's never had much better receivers. I don't actually know. Like, well, what's the greatest <laughs> receiver he's ever had? Is it Hollywood fucking Hollywood Brown? Brown. I mean, he's They've the never fastest given receiver he's ever. He's the fastest receiver he's ever had. He's the best receiver. All the other guys can't even catch that, that he's had. They're the Duvernay <laughs> and, and all these other losers. Come on. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do with, with actual good receivers. And Odell Beckham may not be that good anymore. He's 31 and hasn't played in, in a couple yeah. of years. No, I, don't I, I, don't, know I, I wasn't. That, that didn't move the needle for me when they signed OBJ. <laughs> Uh, it, it raised an eyebrow. It was like 15 mil guaranteed because, for, for him. Because first of really? all, if Lamar comes back and OBJ's not getting what he expects to get, just Yeah, now you got a, a, a very yappy, uh, uh, unhappy receiver yeah. in that locker room. You've got go Antonio with Lamar. Brown without the frozen feet. Oh, Lord. Oh, uh, make, make, make Ravens great again. No, I don't know uh, what Lamar's going to do. Uh, when he gets back on the field, but yeah, uh, I know you're not speaking for me, but yeah, we, we do agree that the Ravens cannot look at his reported contract demands and just give in to that. You cannot give him whatever 3 million, 300 million guaranteed. Uh, I don't know if that's legitimately what he's searching, uh, but that's what's being reported uh, that he went. And, and it's, there's bad timing that goes with this as well. He happens to be the first of those young quarterbacks that we just mentioned that is, uh, that his contract is up. And this is what he's decided to the road. He's decided to go down right. is he, he thinks it, he deserves uh, the guaranteed money that Deshaun Watson got from the, right, from right. the idiot Cleveland Browns. That's what it is. It's not, he's the first of the guys. He's the first of the guys post Deshaun Watson's idiotic contract. Right, that, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, okay. Uh, he's the, f- the first youngster to come up since that first ever guaranteed right. contract got given out. Uh, those other guys are coming, and they have as much of a right, if not more, to demand uh, a fully guaranteed contract as well. It's just that it hasn't happened yet, so we don't know how that's going to shake down. But Lamar has decided to be the guy to step out and uh, be the flag waver and the very first guy to demand uh, the fully guaranteed back since – Deshaun got his. Yeah, that's what I was uh, trying to do. I don't do even that. know if – did Watson even demand his? No, he just looked around and the, the Haslam <laughs> threw it at him. He said, oh, okay. Right, what was he supposed to do, say no? <laughs> I don't want all that guaranteed money. What are you, crazy? <laughs> I'm not um, worth that. I'm a rapist. Uh, 
And I should step back and, and say, actually, I don't know if he did demand that. His, his, he may have. His agent may have That's demanded true. that and looked around the room and saw 31 other teams going, fuck you. Are you out of your fucking mind? Of course we're not going to do that. All it takes is one. All it takes is for the Browns to go, you know what? Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Okay, yeah, whatever you say. We're, we're, we're desperate. Our, our starter is, is Jacoby Brissett. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we'll we'll give you whatever you want. Fine, come on off. Um, and when we drafted Baker Mayfield. Uh, it, all it takes is that one. So he may have demanded that, and everyone else just laughed at him. But but the Browns did it. But the the point is, it's done. It's history now. It's water under the bridge. Deshaun Watson's the only guy that's getting all that money guaranteed, and everyone else that is going to come up, including Lamar has the right to demand exactly that same guaranteed contract. And none of the owners want to do that. Nobody wants to say, okay, from now on, the superstar players get guaranteed contracts because that is not what any of those owners got into the NFL to do, is give out guarantee. <laughs> they would go base, they would be baseball owners if that's what they wanted to do. If they wanted to give away $300 million guaranteed, they would just own baseball teams. They don't want to do that. None of those guys want to do that. Right. Uh, and, and we we heard about all of this when the when the Deshaun Watson contract happened. This is not new to anybody following the league even a little bit. Is that everyone said, Oh my God, they gave how much to that guy guaranteed that guy. Oh my God, what did they just do? Uh, everyone hated the Cleveland Browns and the Haslams for doing that as soon as it happened because they knew what was coming and it, as a as a drama piece, as as talk show host. It's fascinating to think about what's going to happen in the next couple of years after Lamar, when Project and Burrow and, and Herbert and Lawrence come up and how that's all going to shake out. It's going to be absolutely fascinating because some of those teams, if not all, are going to have to acquiesce and give the bag fully guaranteed. And none of them want to do it. And they all hate the Cleveland Browns were doing it, and I think if they all could get away with shiving the Haslam's to death in an alley, they would all do it. <laughs> uh, yes, that is the, that is definitely the uh, the correct take. <laughs> this this was bad. I mean, we we knew mm-hmm. it was bad. We knew it was yes. bad when it happened. We knew the ramifications. I mean, you could you you did not have to possess great you know foresight to see us being in this position right now, and. It, it it just it kind of double sucks for Lamar because of the flaws, you know that that there's just you know he's not the guy who's going to go and he just we wouldn't give him all that guaranteed money so I that's why I said I understand why the Ravens weren't giving it to him we weren't he ready to give it per- to him before <laughs> right he is not the perfect candidate to to break this market yes right. Because there's there's just so much risk involved with with somebody who, who plays his style of game and you know and, and the track record you know the 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 declining performance as the season progresses which leads up to usually an unceremonious awful playoff exit. Yeah, he does have a habit of starting seasons really great and then just fading <laughs> or getting hurt and then, or getting hurt. And then, Right. And then you put it on top of that. The last two seasons, it wasn't just the playoff fade aspect of it, where his own players, I remember Marlon Humphrey calling him out specifically after their second or third time being bounced after Lamar had a terrible playoff game. Like his own team was fed up with him. 
Um, mm-hmm. The last two seasons, it's been injury. Yeah. So definitely not the perfect candidate for, for what's going on right now. Right. Uh, but, boy, is he sticking to his guns, right, at, at least for the moment. Now, uh, the season yeah. isn't – Somebody somebody is for sure writing his Twitter posts because <laughs> it's not him. Probably his girlfriend. Shout out to her. Um, <laughs> it's not his agent because that's him. Because <laughs> that would be <laughs> – yeah, that, well, there, there's that bit of controversy too. And it's well, somebody, the, 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 the random guy who teams yeah, were being some, warned about. Like, what? A, what is this? What? Is, what a weird. Somebody Austin. is rumored to be going around to teams representing Lamar Jackson, even though he doesn't have an agent yeah. technically. Lam- um, and Lamar, needs that, to that's send a no-no. A, Lamar needs to send a Christmas card to Aaron Rodgers because without all this Aaron Rodgers nonsense, this would all this would be the off season of Lamar. It is crazy that that this trade that's been rumored to happen for a month still hasn't happened. Uh, but but no, the, the, the Lamar the spotlight hold, is waiting. I think the Packers are holding them hostage. I think so too. I think they're trying to get a, a, a number one for for this old guy, and uh, the Jets are like, really? He's no, he's he's thirty nine, and we don't know how long he's going to play. We don't want to do that. And the Packers are like, but do you want him or do you want those other losers that Jay just mentioned? So. I understand, um, but yeah, I'm with you. I think they're trying to, to hold out and, and get that get a first round pick for them. And I don't I don't know if it's going to happen or not. But either way, once that's resolved, the Lamar spotlight is still waiting for it. It's still going to be there back on him because there's so much time still between now and the uh, in the beginning of the season when he has to make his decision about is he going to play on that franchise tag or is he going to stick to his guns. So right, we got a long What'll way. What'll be to interesting go. is. I won another draft like we had last year with all the crazy trades. Boy, that was fun. We might get it. That that gave us a lot to talk about. And the way that the NFL has been just – the way it just loses – these teams just lose their minds for stuff now. It it should make it fun. The draft is always it, – it, it's always exciting. You know, I like it because – we get to talk, you know, this this is right tonight, the most football. We've, we've talked a lot of baseball. We were talking football. It's most football we've really seriously talked in a while. And we'll do that again for the draft aftermath, uh, you know, next weekend. And then we really don't talk about football again until, you know, August. No, there's nothing to talk about after the draft because then it's just yep. waiting for teams to, to fill in the, the, the few roster spots they have left and get ready for training camp. Right. Unless, uh, some, unless there's, you know uh, – you know, an off off field, you know, cops and robbers thing, or a big oh, trade, or this Rogers thing finally gets resolved. But other than that, you know, we're pretty quiet when it comes to football. When we're in our, you know, really like the midsummer kings of non sequitur type stuff. Right. It's, there's always a chance for something cops and robbers in the in the NFL off season. There's <laughs> always that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. but as far as this draft goes, I, I don't have any real uh, sense of predictions or drama except to say these shows make it sound like the top four picks might be QBs after people start trading up and going crazy for them. I, I'm just, we've seen I, we've seen how well that goes, haven't we? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm just grabbing my popcorn and waiting to see if all these, if there's going to really be that many teams to go crazy. We already saw the uh, the Bears uh, able to get rid of that first pick uh, and, and get set up with their you know, draft picks going forward. 
So one team's already gone crazy enough to, to trade yeah. and, and, they got DJ and take over. Yeah, they, the Panthers have already lost their minds. And so that's what I'm I'm just sitting there with my popcorn waiting. Who else is going to lose their minds and, and trade up and try to get one of these quarterbacks that have the, that they all have big flaws from what I'm seeing. Yeah, we see it too many times where these quarterbacks all go top of the board and the teams that really clean up are the teams that don't play that game or fall into that trap who end up just having the players drop it into their laps that never should have been there in a, you know, in what would be considered a, a talent draft. Correct. And that, and one of those guys is going to be the big character issue guy. There's always one of those every year. So the guy, Jalen Carter, uh, that yeah. had all the legal trouble and had to leave the draft uh, or leave the combine rather uh, to go take care of his legal problems and then come back. And it's like, wow, he's really in trouble. He had to get up out of there uh, and leave altogether and, and come back. Uh, but like Mel Kuyper, for instance, that's his number one player on the board over all the quarterbacks. So someone's going to get this big character issue guy who's going to drop. I don't know how far because of all his issues. And he's probably going to go to the hall of fame like Warren Sapp. Right. Well, yeah. And Warren Sapp was just a weed guy. Right. You know, this, this is, this is life and death that he's dealing with. So he's a yeah. little more serious than some weed. Man. Or, or Laramie Tunsil with the, <laughs> the bong, the gas, the, mask. the gas mask, you know, and he's probably having so far a hall of fame career. Uh, yeah, he's, he's been pretty damn good, which we all yep. kind of knew he would be. Yes. So, yeah, it always comes it, sometimes with these guys where the, what we always talk about the character guys, I think more often than not, it doesn't have anything to do with the talent. It's where they go. Sure. You know, that, that kid gets drafted by the Raiders. He's fucked. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, and the same with these all these quarterbacks. They can all have all the potential in the world, but yeah. if they go somewhere that doesn't know how to develop a quarterback, then they're fucked. Yeah, because these rookie uh, – well, geez, what did we even have last year for rookie QBs that amounted to anything? Uh, not much. I'm, I'm having trouble. I'm struggling uh, right now. <laughs> to come up with this because most of the guys who had the better years struggling yes thanks joe the second year guys like trevor lawrence had his good second year and you know mac jones had the rookie year but you're not going to go anywhere with matt patricia as your (laughs) oc um you know ass clown so yeah i don't i can't I'm i'm really really having a hard time thinking of a rookie quarterback last year that just did great did anything no I don't think you're gonna gonna come up with them. All right, I gotta go back to the 2022 NFL draft and try to see what we got here. Uh, okay, yeah, now I remember this is the draft that none of the quarterbacks are good enough for anyone wanted to move up. All the top six picks were defensive guys, if we remember. Um, right. Then the we next... talked because we, we. I remember we went hard on how bad this draft had mm-hmm. been, you know, and, and we were right. And we were the league. Uh, not a single quarterback picked until 20 when the Steelers went with Kenny Smallhands. I mean, he was I. Who wasn't very good. I. He was I. Yeah. He had to struggle. He had to struggle to get to I. He was bad before the. Yes. Fourth, fourth quarter of the season. 
Uh, no quarterbacks after him. Uh, oh, God, I'm getting a sick feeling. The next quarterback might be the guy in Tennessee, and oh, my God, was he awful. Oof. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, was that my rookie of the year we're talking about? Uh, my, uh, I, I crapped on your boy Malik Willis pretty hard. <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, your your guy uh, Ritter in Atlanta at seventy four was the next but that's quarterback a third taken. Third round pick. I mean, what do you, what do you you're not drafting a third round. And like, apparently, Atlanta's going with him next year. But my God, have they been <laughs> like they have been throwing money around like they had coupons at a strip club. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy what the Falcons are doing. They they've just completely rebuilt their defense. I don't know if you're paying attention to these moves that these teams are making. Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they're just – they had so much money. Right. I mean, they had the second most room under the cap other than the Bears, and they, they are not having issues spending it. They're not spending it on a quarterback. So, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm I'm loving my Bears uh, for all the moves they're making, so I definitely paid attention to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, made, they traded out of the spot, which, of course, they were going to trade out of the spot. Oh, they they announced that was on sale pretty much immediately. Sure. Yeah, I, and I thought they I thought they sold too soon. Yeah, perhaps. I think uh, they get a much better deal closer to the draft than they did by just selling as early as they did. I, that's just me. But they only dropped down to eight, and they got a you know right. a wide receiver, and they needed one. He's probably their one right now. There's no doubt he's the best receiver on that team by a mile. Yeah, no doubt. Not even close. No. I mean, he's not setting – D.J. Moore's not setting the world on fire. He's probably not a top 15 or maybe even top 20. But he's, you know, he's top 30. He's good enough to Chase be the best Claypool. receiver on the Bears. Yeah. You know? No, he's not Darnell Mooney. <laughs> God. Uh, so quarterbacks from last year's draft, there's Malik at 86. Uh for for the Titans, there's that was Matt a really Cor- bad draft. Matt Corral at 94 to the Panthers. He didn't even really get to play. Did he even play? I don't believe he did. Um, whoever else I look for down the list is not going to amount to Mr. Irrelevant, so that's how bad the draft was. Well, last year. I mean, yeah, Brock Purdy was – so the best quarterback taken in the draft last year was the last player taken in the draft. Is that what we're saying? We're, that's what we're saying, and we're also uh, – well, I'm also saying – I'm not going to speak for you, but I'm also saying that that ex- uh, accentuates just how important it is for where you go. Cause Correct. It's not that uh, Brock Purdy was this unbelievable talent that lasted to the last round. It's that whoever the quarterback that the Niners took at the last pick last year was going to look like that. I, I'm convinced. Right. Yeah, um, if Brock Purdy got drafted by the Cardinals, this doesn't look the same. No. Uh, I'm still looking uh, at quarterbacks. Uh, 137 to the Patriots, Bailey Zappi. Well, he had a couple of all right games. He had a couple of moments. 144 to the to the commanders, Sam Howell. That did not go well. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he's their starter right now? <laughs> yeah, I think he's their guy, yeah. Uh, Beer Man went to it's, it's Atlanta. Gone. Yes. No, he's in Atlanta. Yeah, so he's the backup, uh, back quote, quote unquote backup <laughs> um, to Ritter, I guess. Although, <laughs> might as well just, just start Bearman. Right. Uh, 
if, if Redder has a couple of bad starts, Beer Man probably is getting that call. Yeah, and he's gritsy and gutsy and grindy, so they'll <laughs> love him down there. Uh, 241 to the Steelers was a guy I've never even heard of, Chris Oladokun. Mm, so, nope. The Dolphins and Skylar Thompson at 247. Remember how bad he looked? <laughs> that that went great. Although, he, <laughs> he had a half. Didn't he have okay. them ahead of the Bills? Uh, yeah, yeah. At halftime in that playoff did. game? Although that was the Bill, uh, the I mean, the Dolphins' defense. Right. Just kind of having the number of the bills, but. And that's yeah. it for quarterbacks. So the last one was, was Mr. Irrelevant uh, Brock. Lewis. That is wow. That, that is, is the worst quarterback. Class. That might be the worst quarterback <laughs> class of my life. Well, it's been one year. Maybe one of them emerges in five years and is much better. We don't know. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Well, who? Uh, Pick it. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm just saying maybe. I didn't say it I had a. Ain't your boy Malik? It ain't your boy <laughs> oh. down there in Tennessee. Oh. Ooh, no. No, 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 no. Well, even that, I don't know. With with some experience, I don't know how much better he'll look. I know he looked awful. His last longest year. pass of the year <laughs> was a tight end screen, I believe, <laughs> that went for like fifty. Yeah. That was the best offensive play of the year that Malik Willis had. And, oh, God, who was that tight end? Uh, this guy with the the different name. He was really good, though. He made me a lot of name. <laughs> The different name? I don't, I don't yeah, know what that Yeah, he didn't have, means. like, a – he had a, a different-sounding name, you know. It wasn't like a – his name wasn't, you know, like Ronnie Smith. Okay. Uh, Titans, tight ends. Oh, that's that's historical. I don't want to look at Delaney Walker. I'm... Oh, <laughs> not Delaney, not, not Frank Whitecheck. Here you go, Chigozium Okonkwo. Yeah, Okonkwo, Chigokonkwo. Different. <laughs> that guy, yeah, that's a different name. Chigokonkwo. Okay. I made a lot of, I'm not in football mode right now. I made a lot of money on that guy. That guy was I don't even, I didn't even remember who you're talking about. That guy was a DFS stud last year. Okay. So there's a tip for you. Down the stretch, that guy was money. There you go. Make some money with Okunkwo next year. You heard it here. Yeah, because he was usually, at, you know, minimum salary. Sure. You get a tutty from a guy at minimum salary, you're having a good week. If only I could predict when they were going to get those tutties. <laughs> Oh, I miss my. Oh, I do miss my my. I do miss my football DFS. Boy, it's such a it's such a short season. Um, I tried playing some with basketball. Baseball, forget it. No, no idea. The way it works with baseball is so weird because you could have a whole roster. Oh, every guy goes over four. Right. And then you no go, idea oh, well, when I'm screwed. When someone's having that five for five day, you, you, it's, you have no clue. You have no idea. Right. And I'm or sure there's guys who can the figure bombs. that out and can predict that. And they've got estimators and calculators and programs. And they look at all the splits and this is what they do for a living. You know, that's not me. That's not me either. Football, no, eh, football I can handle because I listen to podcasts about it during the week. You've got a whole week to set your light up. 
And it's only so, one one weekend of games. You're not trying to look over yeah. 162 and figure out who's going to get hot on gate on day 100 or whatever. So there's, there's yeah, no, no I, I might throw a dollar. I might throw a buck or two here on a few games during the baseball season, just for shits and giggles. It, it's just uh, it's not for me. Basketball, it's, it's I didn't tough. do terrible. I didn't do terrible with basketball. Um, but I just lost track. Right. You know, things just, life happens. Work happens. Holidays happen. Kids break their legs. This stuff just happens. Yeah. 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 Life, life happens. Uh, indeed. I did not have much success uh, with, with basketball. I just, uh, it, it's a little, it's more predictable than baseball, but there's still enough unpredictability to where, um, if you're trying to put together, like I wasn't playing DFS, what I was playing was these um, single game parlays, which how that works is you go down the list of the guys that are playing in the game and you say, okay, I'm, I'm going to go shopping for this guy's going to have 10 plus rebounds. This guy's going to score 25 plus points. This guy is going to have eight plus assists. Uh, this guy's going to have a stat combo, going to have a double double. Um, so you try to put together a parlay like that. And what I kept doing was getting like one or two of them just wrong enough and, and fucking up the whole thing, oh, uh, sure. which is the story of my life with parlays anyway. Um, so it, it, I guess my thing is I had to be a little less ambitious and, and, you know, not try to pick five or six or seven of those things that happen in the game. If I just go with like three or four, maybe I'll do a little better. But it, but it is thrilling when you pick a guy to have you know two plus blocks and you know plus four hundred and he actually gets the two blocks. I was like, yeah, I knew he was going to do that because those guys are. Stuck. Oh yeah, and then you start they start flexing the muscles, you know, the brain yeah. muscles, and yeah, yeah, you hurt you, you blow your arm out, pat yourself on the back. <laughs> I had that one. Yeah. Now what about the other ones? Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Well, it's, it's never about. It's only about the wins. Of course. Bad beat, but usually a beat. Uh, yeah, you know, you lost, but. There are some that, that crush you, but most of the time it's about the wins. Today would have been a bad beat when uh, w- w- uh, I, I picked the uh, – I played the uh, Grizzlies-Lakers uh, game, which the, the Lakers blew the Grizzlies out. Um, that would have been a bad beat where I had uh, LeBron, I think, for 40-plus uh, combined, combined, <clears throat> excuse me, combined points, rebounds, and assists, and he got to like 38. Oh, and I, and I got everything else right, but um, it, uh, but it, it's not a bad beat because one of my other ones was for John Morant uh, to have 40 plus points, assists, and, and rebounds as well. He got hurt, so he didn't come anywhere. Oh close. no, it was one of those. Yeah, but I thought the Lakers uh, were trash. They made the playoffs. They they made the playoffs and they came down here to Memphis and beat the hell out of the Grizzlies in Game One. So they they might be actually coming around at the right time. They actually had some guys go off. Like it wasn't just LeBron. It was some other guys that went crazy for him that I'd never heard of. So that that's a that's a problem. If the Grizzlies can't handle the the no names and the scrubs and then Anthony Davis and LeBron are doing what they do, then the, the Grizz might be in trouble. Yeah, it sounds like it. That would not be good as a two seed. All right, uh, I think we're about finished. Yeah. Yeah, I got the water. Yeah, this is late for me, you know, with, with everything the way it's been going. I'm not joking when I say my bedtime lately has been like eight thirty, nine o'clock. So, I believe. yeah, Sandman's coming. <laughs> All right. I mean, 
get out of here before you start snoring on me. Uh, all right, we are looking forward to the NFL drafts coming up next week. And the drafter we have our, math. That's what we should start calling it. The drafter math. Our, our, our draft aftermath will be coming shortly after. <laughs> shortly after that. Uh, when do we usually do our drafter math? Is it the, uh, the weekend? You know, or? We, we used to do it night one. Then we kind of stopped. Then we, uh, Friday night, I think after day two. Because um, we really don't talk about day three. No. There's really nothing to talk about in day three because it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? Yeah, although some of the most entertaining TV is on day three because those producers are trying to fill time with anything they can figure out. So sometimes right. they put some stuff up there that's like, why is that on TV? And yeah, what, what well, are you all to that's pull? happening while I'm at work because it isn't day, it's daytime TV, right. um, a lot of it. So I'm thinking we do Friday night. Okay, well, that sounds good. We'll aim for Friday night. The 28th, day two. Don't think I have anything uh, uh, planned for that. Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll clear my calendar. (laughs) Uh, No, I I actually had to think. Uh, My Ah. wife is making me uh, take her to a concert uh, next week. But that's, uh, it was supposed to be Wednesday, but I think they had to move it to Monday because the Grizzlies got into the playoffs and and that game is going to be Wednesday night instead. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, Friday night on five. If it goes that far, yeah. Yeah, it might not be a game. <laughs> right. Uh, but they still moved the concert anyway. They already emailed me about that. So. Ah, okay. All right, but that's what, uh, what we're aiming for. Friday night, the 28th of April, to have our draft aftermath or drafter math. Uh, recapping what's going to be what we think we both think is going to be uh, – a, a sort of a fireworks draft with with some late late last minute trades and some teams losing their shit and moving up to get one of these four quarterbacks that none of them might be any good but they might be decent no one really knows and uh, so we'll just have to wait and see but yeah we, we think there's going to be a, a, an entertaining draft this year yeah they always are and I, I say it every year you can miss on these quarterbacks now just thanks to the rules. Allows you to get right back up there in a couple of years. Yeah. We've seen teams Take do another... it. Look at the Browns. <laughs> right. Just keep taking bites at the apple. Yeah. Doesn't work. Jets. Doesn't work. Ah, you know what? Didn't <laughs> yeah, work out. Get another one. We didn't we didn't give you Sam Bradford money. We didn't, you know, no harm, no foul. We'll try again. We'll suck for a few years and we'll try. It's not a great way to run a franchise, but <laughs> at least it doesn't cripple you for a decade like it used to. This is true. Huh. All right, well, I guess that's going to do it for tonight. So we we had a, we had a good show. We had we filled out a lot. We filled we up a lot of time do. as we always do. So we absolutely I was, always. Sorry, I was yawning way. there. I'm, <laughs> I'm not I'm not looking forward to going upstairs and seeing how much snow we have down already. Oh, good grief! Oh, I'm, I'm, I feel sorry for all you guys up there. I I really do. I can't imagine snowing at the end of April or middle of April. That's that's insane. But uh, we are going to get ready to have our draft aftermath at the end of next week after the draft takes place uh, Thursday night. We're looking for Friday, April the 28th. Hopefully we'll be able to talk to you then, and hopefully uh, everything will be going much better. Uh, Hopefully Q-Factor will be recovering and moving along uh, with her recovery uh, by then. Um, 
And so I think that's going to do it for us. All right. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Got our little show in here before the draft's coming up next week. So thank you all for listening, and we will be back next Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. Draft Aftermath, Draftermath 2023. Looking forward to that. We will talk to you then. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.